0: Well, welcome everyone to Downtown Harbor Church. I'm Adam, I'm the lead communicator here. I'm so excited that you decided to join us as we're approaching Christmas and we're kind of starting this new three-week talk series, whatever you want to call it, that will culminate on Christmas Eve and it's called This Changes Everything. It's the idea that when Jesus came to earth and he was born unto us, that every single thing in the history of humanity from that point forward was changed. But you know, we uh, you know, celebrate at this time of year and we celebrate Christmas. And I don't know about you, but I love Christmas. I love the festivities that go on, you know, the department stores start decorating October 1st now, which is just really kind of exciting. Like that's a cool, th- I don't know when that started, but now it's like there's no Halloween anymore, it just goes straight to Christmas after the 4th of July. Like, okay, and so like, and I just love, and the reindeer are up at the Galleria Mall, right? You know this, you know it's officially Christmas when the reindeer go up. And the one on the right, his nose is red, he's had too much to drink, standard operating procedure, right? But I know, I got to tell you guys something, in my life in Christmas, and I don't know if this is because I grew up in the 90s, I was in high school in the 90s, but there's a song that when this thing hits the radio, like I lose my stuff, and you might just be like me, so just take a listen. Right? All right. Yeah! Yeah! And I'm like losing my mind when this comes on, right? And I'm so excited. And, all right, that's enough, right? And like, I, I, who doesn't love some JT? And like, I, okay, so I'm in, right? And then there's something I try to avoid all season long because it's been abused and it's not really something that brings upliftingness to us and churches have even used and abused this um, just because so I, I avoid this with my entire heart all my Christmas season. like they found her size. (laughs) On Christmas Eve as she's dying in bed, right? And this is supposed to be the uplifting moment of the season. Give me a break. But it's exciting though for me because we are talking about Christmas. And I think this is a really exciting time of year. It's a time that we get to spend even some more time with family and friends. We get to spend time with people who are close to us, right? And it's a chance for us as a church to be able to reflect on the story of Christmas. And so this message series is going to be a little different because we're actually going to go through the entire kind of story of Christmas and talk about how this can apply to each one of our lives throughout this season. And today's just going to be an interesting day. I'm going to make some challenges at the end that I think are going to be almost life-changing for some of us who are in this room. So I want to talk about throughout the next three weeks, as I said, culminating on Christmas Eve, people in the Christmas story who are what? Who are essential to these events because there's not a lot of them. There's a very few kind of cast of characters, but they were real human people. And I want us to kind of think about these people who are so essential to the events of the Christmas story that we can understand what they went through and why that's so important. And furthermore, what that means for our life today, because it's so important for us to understand how this fits into our practical kind of unpacking of this at downtown Harbor Church. So I want to talk about two people today. And here's the deal. Most of us in this room, at some point or another, whether you're a Christian in the room this morning or you're not, or you've, not, you've heard this before, I'm sure that you have, but today, I, don't want, I want to encourage you to not kind of check out, because we're going to do things differently, and we're going to take a look at these people's story from a different perspective today, and this is, it's this, these two people, Mary and Joseph, And you know them, right? Even if you're not familiar with the details of the story because they're plastic figures on people's yards. You've seen them, right? As you're like traveling around, like looking at lights in our city, like that's who they are and what they're doing, right? But so today I want to encourage us to kind of slow down Almost forget and relearn the details of these stories because this story is so theologically deep when you look at these two people and what they were chosen to do on this planet. And I want to take a second and I want to look at their story today and I want to look at how it applies to each one of our lives as well. So let me make a point about Mary and Joseph. They were ordinary people. In fact, they remind me a lot of the folks who come to Downtown Harbor Church, people like myself included, people who are just trying to be active in their communities, people who are trying to make a difference, people who are having families and engaging in relationships, right? Mary and Joseph were just ordinary people. They're not these kind of, you know, massive creatures that we think that they, you know, are, we've been taught, right? They're just ordinary kind of -of run-of-the-mill day-to-day people. Most likely, we know a lot of people like this in our lives, But I did some research on them because I really wanted to find out more about these ordinary people and what they did. Because if they were like, you know, the the result of Jesus coming to earth and God performing a miracle through them, I wanted to find out more about them. Mary was a housewife after Jesus was born. She kind of took care of things in the home, much like some of you or people that you know. She took care of things around the house. And then Joseph was a carpenter, which is probably why Jesus picked up the skill as well. Went after his father's work, right? And so Joseph built things for a living for people in the community, right? And so they were simple, ordinary people who were going to be chosen to do this miraculous thing in Jesus coming to the world that we live in. But as I thought about this, I started to ask myself a question because it was kind of like so profound that these ordinary people were chosen. And here's the question I started to ask myself this was it. How could someone ordinary do something so extraordinary? Furthermore, how could God have chosen these two people who were so simple and so just a part of their community? How could he have chosen them to do something that changed everything on planet Earth as we as human beings knew it? Why them? How could someone so ordinary do something so extraordinary? Well, of course, I believe they were chosen because of their massive amount of faith. And we're going to talk about that in a second. But see... The events pick up in the scripture, and it's so interesting to watch what happens. So I'm going to put some scripture on the screen. It's from Luke chapter 1, verses 26-27. If you have a scripture and want to follow along, please do so. If not, as always, the uh, text will be on the screen, or you can look it up on any mobile device. In the six months of Elizabeth's pregnancy, let me stop there. Elizabeth was the cousin of Mary, who we're talking about today, and she was very elderly, and it was almost impossible for her to conceive a child, but a miracle happened in her life as well. So if you want to kind of go deeper during the week, I would encourage you to go back to Luke 1 and read about Elizabeth and her story, because it's fascinating. I just don't have all the time to go into that today. But in the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent an angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a village in Galilee, to a virgin named Mary. This is a miracle in itself because I don't know if you're like me, but I've never had an encounter with an angel. This is an ancient thing. That's a miracle that happened in itself. And she was engaged. Don't, don't miss this virgin named Mary. Okay, She was engaged to be married to a man named Joseph who was a descendant of King David. Now the ancient prophecy said that when the Messiah Jesus would come to Earth, he would come from the lineage of King David. That's who Mary was engaged to, Joseph, a descendant of King David. And it goes on to say that Gabriel, this angel, appeared to her and said, "Greetings, favored woman. The Lord is with you." And he goes on to say this. It's so cool. You will conceive a son, and give birth. To, you will conceive and give birth to a son, and you will name him Jesus. He will be very great and will be called son of the most high. The Lord God will give his throne, the Lord God will give him the throne of his ancestor David, and he will reign over Israel forever. His kingdom will never end. A miracle. Something that is so hard and difficult for us to even wrap our minds around, around how this could have actually happened. Because it is what? A miracle, something that probably shouldn't have happened, but it did. And Mary was probably blown away by this news. But, as there always is, there was a problem. And I've been saying this a lot around here because there appears to be a bunch of problems, but this is another one. There's a problem. Because Mary was a virgin. So I don't need to get into the biological processes here at this church, especially with teenagers in the room. Go ahead and ask your parents about that when you get home. Um, That's not my responsibility here, but I do want to kind of make a point is that what happened to her was scientifically and biologically impossible. It could only happen in form of a miracle. And furthermore, after this happened, it was fulfilling the prophecy that was set forth in the old ancient scripture. And Mary agreed to this. But, as there always is, oh, my microphone fell, sorry. Gosh, I got the new mic and then it fell. How about that, right? There we go round of applause please thank you thank you so much appreciate it so but there was another problem right and mary was engaged to joseph and here was the problem with this joseph was a righteous man and him and mary were said to be waiting until they were married to participate in that faithful activity okay so i can imagine maybe the conversation going like this hey joseph we need to talk. The four worst words in the English language, right? We need to talk, okay? Going to Joseph and going, "So, um, hey, I'm pregnant. But there's good news. An angel from God came to me, and we are about to have the son of the living God as our own child." Now, if I was Joseph, I would probably have replied like this. Have you been into the sauce? You've been sucking back on grandpa's old cough medicine there. throwing What? Are you out of your mind? How... What's wrong with you, right? Furthermore, are you really pregnant? Because I just have a question, and it's a really kind of blunt question for everybody in the room. How would you feel if your fiance was knocked up and you didn't do it? Like, I cannot imagine, like, I mean, I would, like, there's not a lot of dialogue recorded here, but I can't imagine that those conversations went well, right? I can't imagine, and the- even though God's a part of all this, like, and God works through our lives too, but it doesn't mean we don't have conversations and kind of unpack stuff, but can you imagine this first conversation happening and Joseph going, wait, 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 what? I don't, I don't understand. I know that this angel came to you, but I've received no confirmation on my end, so you have to be lying to me. And furthermore, the scripture says that that led Joseph to want to do what? Break it off, because he thought that Mary was lying to him. This couldn't be possible. It was the impossible becoming possible. So there's many accounts recorded of these events. And in the scripture, in the book of Matthew, chapter 1, verses 18 through 21, it says this. Joseph, to whom she was engaged, talking about Mary... Was a righteous man and did not want to disgrace her publicly at this point He did not believe he did not believe what mary had gone through And really at the end of the day all of us probably would have been in the exact same position We would have said you're nuts. Let's check you in to some type of psych ward like this is not possible, right? So he did not want to disgrace her publicly. So he decided to break the engagement Quietly said listen, mary we're done I don't know what you've gone through, but I'm not responsible for this. And this cannot be possible. This impossible thing cannot happen. So he's going to break the engagement quietly. And then it says this, because God is big and massive and bigger than we could ever understand or comprehend. See, consider this. An angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream. Joseph, son of David, the angel said. It goes on. Do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife. For the child within her was conceived by the what? The Holy Spirit. God's spirit that is bigger and more miraculous than we could ever ever understand living inside of us. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. Don't miss this. This is key. For he will save his people from their sins. He is the Messiah, the one that we've been waiting for. He's the one that if we say yes to him, can make us right with the creator of the universe, restoring humanity with God, he's coming, and you have a part in that, you ordinary, simple, run-of-the-mill guy who's just a carpenter. We're going to use you to do miraculous things. So Joseph took action, and this is the action that he took. Joseph took Mary as his wife. Joseph went back to her and said, okay, got it. I don't understand it fully, but I will take you as my wife. I will say yes. And then Joseph took Jesus as his son. And Joseph, this guy who was a righteous man, who was a part of these miraculous events, who probably didn't understand them, just like some of us even today probably struggle to understand them, yet we say yes to them, right? He said, I'm in. He had remarkable faith. He took Mary as his wife and Jesus as his son. And this one event, this one event of Jesus being born, this one event changed everything. This one event When God came to earth in human form, I like to call it this, love with skin on it. When God came to earth in human form, every single thing was different, and every single thing was changed, and things would never, ever, ever be the same again in the history of this earth and in humanity. That's why we titled this series, This Changes Everything, because it does. So let me go back to Mary and Joseph for a second. Let me go back to talk about these two people who lived so long ago, who were simple and ordinary, yet God used in a miraculous way. Let me compare them to us and what I think that we can glean from and learn from them and observe from them, right? Here's here's a couple of things. Number one, they had a massive amount of faith. Faith like nothing that I probably will ever possess in my life. And I will tell everyone in this room this. Related to God, as he works through our lives... And as we exist in this community to figure out how to love our neighbor as ourself, as Jesus called us to do, sometimes we need to have more faith. Sometimes God is calling us or leading us or pushing us in a direction, and we say no. And we go, this is not for me. I can't do this. Why would he use someone simple and ordinary like me? And Mary and Joseph had a massive amount of faith. And we need to have the same kind of faith in our life. And that is the most difficult thing that I will say from this stage today because it's so hard. Think back. Those were human beings, not fictional characters, what they had to go through. They had a massive amount of faith. Second one is they were very simple. They were just simple people. And you know what? I could preach this to myself as I was up here. Sometimes in life, specifically in South Florida, you know what we need to do? We need to slow down. Take the time. Spend it with some people that we care about. Focus on our families. Engage with each other. And friendships and hanging out. Sometimes we just need to slow down. Because South Florida is a massive big place. And culture doesn't stop. But Mary and Joseph were just simple, ordinary people. And that's what we can do in our life. And then my last observation about them is this. Is that God chose them to perform a miracle. God chose them to perform a miracle. Let me make a point. This word, miracles, they don't happen the same way today that they did back thousands of years ago. In fact... Those events are completed. That's why we celebrate them. But there are modern day miracles that get performed all the time. So before I kind of talk about modern day miracles and what our role is in that, let me make a point about this entire message today is that God used Mary and Joseph to show the world that ordinary people can do miraculous things, that ordinary people can do extraordinary things. And so as we talk about us and modern day miracles, what does it look like? Well, because I don't think you know the prophecy has been fulfilled, we're not getting another one of those, so those of you in the room are out of luck there, okay? But what does a, a modern day miracle look like? So I have a question that I want to pose to everybody in the room, and, and I don't want you to miss this. Look, look up here, just don't miss this. This is so important, right? What breaks your heart? What breaks your heart? What do you wake up thinking about the world needs to change? What do you wake up going to bed at night and going, I cannot lay my head down on this pillow for one more day until I do something about this? Because it's going to be different for every single person in this room because every single one of us has a different history and a different makeup, but that doesn't matter. So my question is, what breaks your heart? For me, if you've been around here for any length of time, you've probably heard heard me say this, but for me it was that I felt like the local church was broken, a place that was a country club for those who would adorn its doors, and that a normal individual walking through life could not engage, and it broke my heart. Because the, love of, the message of Jesus was for us to love other people as ourselves. And that was so transformative and so revolutionary. And so I laid my head down on a pillow for years. And God broke my heart over and over. And 15 months ago, we started Downtown Harbor Church. Because we could not sleep for one more day in your life. What breaks your heart? Because it's going to be different for every single one of you. And when you address what breaks your heart... When you allow God to work through your life for what breaks your heart, those can be modern-day miracles right in front of our eyes. And the people that are affected by our broken heart and what God does through our broken heart can be those modern-day miracles that we're looking for. So I have a, just a question. As we look at the life of Mary and Joseph and we enter into this season that just allows us to hang out a little more than normal and reflect a little more than normal and hang out with family a little more than normal, What does this mean for us? Here's what it means. It means that if you let him, he might use you to do miraculous things too. You believe that? Because I do. But we have to let him. See, for some of you in this room, you address this in your life already. But maybe you can do more. And for some of you, something has been nagging at your heart for a long time that God is breaking it over. And he's telling you, he's looking you straight in the face and saying, you need to do something about this. Because the world, as we talked about last week, you are salt in a world that needs you. You are light in a world that needs you. Allow God to work through your broken heart to do miraculous things. Maybe you need to start your own nonprofit that helps with poverty around the world. Maybe your heart's been broken because there are thousands of children in our own state that need a home. Maybe your heart's been broken for a different cause. And I don't know what that looks like in your life. I really don't. Mine was the local church. This is what I wanted to see win and succeed because I believed in Jesus and what he said and who he was. But every one of you, your heart's broken for something. There's something you see on television that you can't stand. And you go, this is evil. I have to do something about it. There's things that you've experienced in your past that have led you to where, you're, where you are today. And you go, I have to help others because I've been through that and I know how low it can get. God is saying to you, do what you need to do with your broken heart. Let him work through you. And I believe that. You know why? Because he used these two ordinary people, Mary and Joseph, just like every one of us, to perform the biggest miracle outside of the resurrection of Jesus in the history of humanity. If he can use them he can use you you just have to let him what will you do with the broken heart that you have see because it's broken for a reason because things in our world need to change and individuals need help I know this because God used Mary and Joseph to show the world that ordinary people can do miraculous things he really did so last night a number of us went to the Fort Lauderdale boat show, not, not boat show, that was a couple, what was it called? Oh, the boat parade. So many boats here, like, and I go to them all, right? So okay, we went to the Fort Lauderdale boat parade last night. It was really cool, like Pitbull was on like the, you know, the, the, the lead float, and I was like, that's Pitbull, man. That's cool, right? And so anyway, we started to talk, and a lot of us just had a ton of conversations last night. I got to know people at a different level than I hadn't before. It was really a cool moment for us, and those are going to happen again. You're going to see events like the Jazz Brunch and things that we do in the city come up. We're going to do the St. Patrick's Day Parade again. We're going to be in it just like we were last year. It's going to be cool. And as we have these conversations with each other over the next few months, because we're going to talk about this a lot, I want our church and I want you all to interact with each other and with me, John, whoever, when we're there and go, hey, you know what? I started to have a little more faith and I let God work on my broken heart. And I had faith to do what I knew he's been leading me to do for a long time, even though I'm just a simple, ordinary guy or gal walking through life in South Florida. And I can't wait to hear what conversations happen surrounding those things because I know he's going to move through your life and things are going to be different and we're going to talk. And you know how I know that is going to happen? Because he used two simple, ordinary people to bring into the world the Messiah, the Messiah, to save humanity and to make individuals right with God. If he can use them, he can use you. You gotta let him. And who knows what our city could look like. Can you imagine what our community could look like if we get together and help people from hurting and help individuals find homes? What could that look like? I know what it could look like, loving your neighbor as yourself. Because that's what Jesus said is the most important thing that we could ever do. Let me pray for us. Dear God, I'm so thankful for who you are. We just collectively tell you we love you. I'm so thankful for um, what's going on here at Downtown Harbor Church and how you're working and moving. And and I pray, because I know that there are hearts in this room that are broken for different causes, and it's different for each of us. I pray, God, that you would move through the hearts of your people in miraculous ways to do modern-day miracles so that we could go out And Address those things that our hearts are broken over And we'll be so careful to say thank you to you because you've led us here And god i'm so thankful for your story of mary and joseph Because for so long we've just thought of them as characters People who weren't even necessarily real, but they were human beings with skin and flesh And I just pray That you would allow us to understand that to grasp that and to allow it to affect our lives Because that moment really did change everything and it needs to change us too We pray this all today in Jesus' name.